1: Hi I'm Charlotte
2: and I'm Helly, and welcome to Growth in Progress, the podcast where we have open and honest conversations about things that aren't usually discussed but that can help us all to grow.
1: If you're new to the podcast then this is how it works. Each week we spend some time catching up and sharing something we've loved from the past few weeks whether that's a book, a TV show, a recipe or maybe a podcast and then we go on to discuss a topic that we feel is really relevant to things that are happening right now. These are often the sorts of topics that are really big and you can't just discuss within a 45 minute episode but we think they're really important to right now because so many people are thinking about them but aren't necessarily actually having the conversation if you enjoyed this episode please don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review because it makes a huge difference to the success of the podcast so my love how are you doing we made it through January it is February and I am buzzing how are you (laughs)
2: I'm good. I cannot believe it's the 1st of Feb. Well, I can because it's not like January felt short. I'm very glad that it's mm-hmm. over. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm excited for because this month officially it gets it starts getting light. After, I've got this wrong way around. The sun starts setting after 5pm. Yay.
1: And it's getting lighter in the mornings as well. And it, God, it makes difference.
2: <laughs> it absolutely does. But how are you? What have you been up to? Um
1: actually going to be really honest the last couple of weeks have been bloody tough I've had a lot going on in my personal life um and it's it's been really really hard the reason I'm sharing it is obviously not for sympathy or anything like that but I think um this week's discussion topic is toxic positivity and it just felt a little bit hypocritical to sit here talking about toxic positivity um when actually I've been through hell and back, I'm okay, life moves on, we're all good now-ish, but um, I think sometimes it's important to acknowledge that we're all going through tough shit, and um, it's not all sunshine and roses like it might seem, um, and to anyone else who's having a really tough time, like I'm just sending you love and like be patient with yourself, um, because that's what I've been trying to do. But yeah, we're getting there.
2: Yeah it does it does fit well with the topic this week and I'm excited for us to talk about it because I think it is important to to have Mm. that honesty and be open about when you're not like it doesn't mean you have to share exactly what's going on like like you said but I think it's important to be open and
1: yeah
2: yeah just let people know that you're not doing okay I think it's I think it's a helpful kind of it's a helpful thing to share and to make people
1: aware of. Yeah
0: there's
1: some comfort in it I think for the people to know they're not the only ones and actually I think in our head sometimes we can build up to think oh god no one will care no one will be able to support me there's nothing I can do and actually when you just like speak out and say god I'm struggling you'll be amazed at the people who rally around you even if they don't know the whole story because people don't need to um but yeah we're good it's February I'm bloody please January is over but you know we're getting there. Anyway, in lighter news, do you want to show your recommendation for this week's episode? Yes.
2: So my recommendation this week, I am late to the party because I know it came out ages ago, but we wanted to watch all the episodes in one go. Um, So my recommendation is Hawkeye, um yeah, the Marvel maybe. series on Disney+. Plus. Have you watched it?
1: Yeah, we watched it as it came out. We like old school watched one a week. Wait, did you recommend it? I don't know. Maybe? maybe? I don't know. I don't think so. Because you hadn't seen it. I don't think I did. Because I didn't want to spoil it for you. But maybe I did. Oh, God. I really don't okay. know. Just should... if, if I did, then clearly you we're very synced up and it really is worth watching.
2: <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, I just, I really honestly enjoyed it because there was no like superpowery type stuff in yes. it. It's actually yeah, yeah. normal. People, I mean, obviously I know it's still a superhero-themed TV show and the Avengers still exist and there's still been the blip and all of that kind of thing, but the actual characters are normal human beings and I'm, I thought it was really interesting how they addressed emotions. And also, I really like Haley Steinfeld. I've never particularly
0: mm-hmm.
2: warmed to her before because I think it's because she plays that overeager kind of character That gets a little bit like annoying, but actually that character worked really well in Hawkeye, I thought. Um, Yeah, so I really enjoyed it and I kind of wish we had watched it at Christmas because it was slightly Christmassy. But at the same time, I cannot, I'm awful for forgetting what happens in each episode because they released it one week at a time. Which is why I wanted to wait to watch them all in one go because there are six episodes. Um, Is it six or eight? something like that it's
1: It's quite short
2: yeah so it we we basically watched them all uh last week because I just have the memory of a sieve and cannot remember what happens over a Mm -hmm. six-week period um but yeah really enjoyed it really recommend it was um a nice kind of change from the usual Avengers sort of uh Mm. themes and dialogues and stuff um what's your recommendation this week
1: so I've got a TV show as well. Um, and so it's on BBC2, but available on IPA, and it's The Caribbean with Andy and Makita. I didn't realise until last Sunday when it started that Makita Oliver and Andy Oliver are daughter and mother, mother and daughter. Um, and now, obviously, I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Makita Oliver is the... Oh, gosh, she's known for so many things. radio presenter, TV presenter... Um, you're like a similar age to us you'll remember her from like t4 and stuff like that and then andy oliver is the chef who does um great british menu that's like the thing she's probably like most well known for at the moment and they are both of caribbean descent they both they're british um but their family are from antigua and they want to go to antigua and um learn more about their family history and learn more about the caribbean islands and it's just one of the best things I've watched in ages. It's really comforting, kind of cozy to watch your mother and daughter who are so close go and explore their family heritage and learn more about like their family who still live in Antigua and Barbuda, um, but also learn about the Caribbean. And there are only two episodes. Um, I would love for there to be more, but I can understand why for a lot of reasons, they might've stopped at two one being that it clearly had like a real emotional toll on them and um, because they learned a lot about how their family involved in slavery and slave trade and how actually that's such modern history um within the Caribbean islands so it was really really interesting I feel like I learned a lot but it was also just a really lovely show to see with people reuniting with family members who they haven't seen for decades let me he's very honest says when I came here when I was like 11 or 12 I hated it like I didn't want to identify with like that part of my heritage I wanted to ignore my blackness um but you kind of see her fall in love with it as well and there's just something really lovely about that so I'd really recommend and obviously because of where it's shot it's just stunningly shot and it's a very like um I don't know if you know what I mean by this, but it's like a way down-to-earth travel show.
2: Mm, yeah. You
1: know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, I think you'd love it.
2: I've not even seen that advertised and also I did not know that they were related.
1: <laughs> oh, when they said it, I was like, oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, yeah, now you've said it, it,
2: I'm like, oh obviously. Like
1: Yeah, oh, I just Alex to begin with Alex, and I'm like, oh, a bit random they've gone together. And then we're like, the oh, mother and daughter, but um, yeah it was just it was just really lovely um, to see their relationship as well and their dynamics
2: oh I love that I'm gonna have to check that out this is like a little I think it was BBC two mm, no it was channel four we watched another really similar like well not similar in the theme at all but it was a UK travel based and it was called walks with my dog have you seen it
1: No, but that sounds right up our street
2: we watched it last night and it is a series and it's celebrities going on walks near where they live with obviously with their dogs they do like long walking trails to see all of these beautiful places and landmarks and um like last night it was victoria pendleton with her two doberman pinchers they were walking across the chiltern hills then there was also um oh god a famous journalist and i can't remember her name but she was walking through yorkshire and then um oh god what's his name the the guy who's a vicar who's always on tv um
1: oh um he was on richard osmond's house of games or something the other day
2: yeah yeah he's uh, walking along the scottish coast with his sausage dog <gasps> okay and, i'm
1: there i'm gonna watch that later i'm there
2: yeah A similar, really cosy, lovely um, like UK travel show to watch if you're looking for something like that. I know that's a little bonus recommendation, but I just thought of it just then.
1: (laughs) Adding it to the list, we'll be watching that tonight. Anything that has a sausage dog in it, I'm sold. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, Um, So today, as we already mentioned, we want to talk about toxic positivity, and it's particularly relevant at the start of a new year because everyone's talking about their goals and what diet they're on or what fitness regime they're doing or what they want to achieve in the coming year. But it's also something that many of us have probably experienced or even contributed to without realizing. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to be aware of it. And it's definitely something that I've not been aware of until the last couple of years. Um, If you're not sure what toxic positivity is, it's the belief that regardless of how awful a situation is, people should try and maintain a positive mindset or find the positive in a situation. Um, And although that might sound like a good thing, it can actually be really harmful.
1: Yeah, I think it's, especially over the past kind of 18 months, two years, when everyone has gone through a hell of a lot, there's been a lot of talk, especially in the online space of like, keep your chin up, we can do this. It all happens for a reason. Good vibes only. All of those kind of classic things you always hear. And I think it comes from a good place, like people want to spread positivity and keep people's spirits up. And that's not a bad thing. But actually, by not acknowledging how awful some things are, and like, that some people will be in pain, it can end up just really belittling and dismissing really legitimate concerns or worries that people have. And it can also be so frustrating if you're trying to tell someone that, you're going through something really tough and they're like oh just look on the bright side it could be worse it's like no like i know it could be worse but that doesn't mean it's not horrendous right now um and i think especially recently there's been a lot more talk about this in the media especially following the molly may and those in the uk might be familiar but those who aren't familiar or are well based in the uk molly may who is of love island fame she's an influencer was recently made creative director at Pretty Little Thing, um, and she, in an interview, basically said when people talk about her success, she's like, you know, everyone's got the same twenty-four hours in a day, and the internet came for her. Now, mm-hmm. I don't condone going for people on the internet because I don't think it's the most productive way to manage it. But there was a really there was really fair criticism of the comment because of course not everyone has the same 24 hours in a day. Like it's such a privileged standpoint to come from. And if you are on a lower income or you're, you're, you've got childcare or you have to run a household or something, those 24 hours are very different to someone who could afford to pay someone to do those things for you. Um, and of course there's so many nuances in things and it's definitely made the two of us like have this conversation more about toxic positivity because of course she said that coming from a really good place is trying to motivate people and think god yeah anyone can do anything but that's like your classic toxic positivity isn't it because it's just not the case
2: yeah absolutely and I think it's a really good point to make that often toxic positivity does come from a place of love like Mm. I don't know if you've been through a breakup and people are saying oh it's not worth it like move on it's for the best like that's it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt and it doesn't mean that your feelings aren't valid and I think things like oh smile it's not that bad don't worry just think positive everything happens for a reason it really reduces and demeans people's like valid negative emotions Mm -hmm. or feelings and things like grief loss like anger frustration all of those things need to be felt and processed and not just dismissed by some kind of little catchphrase like good vibes only i think it's it is really harmful you need to you need time to process the the bad vibes and the bad feelings as well and in a world that is simultaneously saying we need to talk about mental health more and remove the stigma toxic positivity is actually working ag- against that because it's reducing the opportunity for people to to talk about those feelings and okay. yeah and i think especially what you said at, at the start about the last 18 months two years i do feel like it has toxic positivity has become a kind of coping mechanism during lockdown because the prolonged yeah. anxiety and stress we all want to seem like we're coping and look like we're doing okay to family and work colleagues on Zoom and all that kind of thing, saying, oh yeah, I'm fine, like all good, you know, the, the usual. It's it's really it's not a helpful way to cope with any issues that you're going through, any valid feelings or emotions that that need
1: expressing. I feel a bit like toxic positivity is the equivalent of like when you log on to a Zoom call and you've like brushed your hair and you've cleaned your teeth and you've put a jumper on but underneath you're like in last night's pajamas and you might not actually have showered for a couple of days and all of those sorts of things. But to the naked eye, like you're kind of projecting that idea of everything's fine. Everything's great. Let us be positive. We can get through this. But the reality is that that's just a tiny part of the picture. And I definitely think it's better that we have phrases like it's okay not to be okay, but you can't just say to someone it's okay not to be okay. And then turn and carry on with your life because that person isn't okay and to go through that experience is really difficult and I think we have to hold space for that and go do you know what it's really hard sometimes because otherwise we risk blurring that line between kind of affirmations and keeping our spirits up and actually just being very like honest and authentic like what we're going through right now
2: Yeah I think this when I was thinking about this topic I kind of I worried because I know I've done a lot of work on myself in the last few years in terms of like positive self-talk and affirmations Mm -hmm. and encouraging myself to find ways to cope with with setbacks and I was kind of thinking like sitting back and thinking god maybe have I been doing this and maybe in some cases I was without realizing but I think the big difference is that toxic positivity happens when it's presented as the only solution to a problem, yeah. and when you're basically saying any any other negative thoughts should be avoided completely. Don't process them. And I think that's the difference. Because yes, I might have done a lot in terms of positive self talk in the last couple of years, but I would never ever say to someone, "Oh, just smile. It'll, it'll all be okay." Or everything happens for a reason because I think it's it is so important to make space for the other emotions if if someone wants to talk about them or they might not want to talk about them but I think acknowledging that all feelings are valid whether they're positive or negative is really important to just making sure you're not falling into that toxic positivity kind of um, narrative
1: I totally agree and I actually think It's very easy to conflate affirmations or positive self talk with, with, oh my gosh, with toxic positivity. But actually, I think having those practices that you've just spoken about can actually really help you overcome toxic positivity and kind of catch yourself. Because if, for example, one of the things you're kind of focusing on with your positive self talk is that you're enough and that you're worthy it kind of allows you to come to the table with those negative emotions and go, it's okay because I'm still enough. I'm still worthy of like love and support and success, but I'm also a human being. So I'm just going through something rough. Um, mm. And I think, I mean, there are so many benefits to positive self talk that we could talk about, but I think it strengthens your ability to identify toxic positivity a little bit better because you don't have to be perfect. It's almost like toxic positivity as an extension of our own want to be perfect. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh no, 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 you'll be fine. Like everything happens for a reason. Look on the bright side, it could be worse. And you're like, okay, at some point you might want to do that. And at some point you might turn around and actually be quite grateful to someone who hurt you because it helped you to grow or realize, I don't know, a different perspective or whatever. And that's great. But that doesn't mean that that has to happen on day one. Like you're a human being. And I think just if someone's coming to you and struggling, maybe they want that mood boost, maybe they want that pep talk, and that's great. But you're also totally okay to ask that, do you want a solution or do you just want me to listen? And Mm -hmm. that in itself is such a powerful thing to say, because I think sometimes we think we have to have the answers. And so we say stuff like, it'll get better, don't worry, like it's okay that you don't feel okay right now because we genuinely think we're helping. But it's also okay to be like, how do you want me to help?
2: Yeah, I absolutely agree. Because, I mean, I know from my personal experience, but if I'm sharing something that I'm going through with friends or family, I'm probably sharing it because I just need to talk something through or yeah. I need help processing it, or I just want to know that someone is is listening to me. and yeah. I think yeah maybe further down the line I'll be pleased to hear those kind of positive reinforcement like phrases but chances are if I'm trying to process something negative then as yeah, as a friend it's so much nicer to hear like I'm sorry I'm here for you how are you feeling I like, actually assessing how the person is feeling Mm -hmm. they they may want the positivity but they may really need to process those those negative feelings and have those more meaningful conversations and I think well I know those meaningful conversations are far more valuable than just dismissing it with a quick everything will be all right everything happens for a reason that's that is not helpful at the end of the day is it if someone's come to you because they trust you and they want to confide in you
1: yes and I think just like those typical phrases can minimise how someone feels and kind of um, be quite reductionist. I think actually sometimes just sitting and going, God, I'm really sorry, that's really awful. That sounds horrendous. I'm really sorry you're going through that can provide so much comfort to someone because it legitimises how they're feeling and goes, I don't have a solution. I don't know, but I'm here for you. And actually when you're going through something, that's all you really want. You just want the people around you to be there for you. And I think as well, we forget that we don't actually have to have the solutions to everything. But you don't get a handbook when you become an adult of how to deal with like horrible or stressful situations. And we're all kind of just learning from our own experiences. So it's okay if we don't know how to make someone feel better. And we just say, God, that's really awful and acknowledge that because that in itself is so powerful. And I think it's such a good antidote to toxic positivity.
2: Yeah, I I completely agree. And I think... Like it is hard, it is really hard to kind of kind of realise if you are someone who has maybe fallen into that trap of 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 doing that, of, like of sharing toxic positivity, because like we've like we've seen recently in the media, it is it does get perpetuated by the media. Obviously, the internet came for Molly May, but when you go on Instagram, it's all hashtag good vibes only, or I don't know look towards the future the future is brighter but like all of those kind of I'm, I'm thinking of like quotes to Graham kind of accounts
0: yeah. and things
2: like that that are they might look all lovely and fluffy and happy and positive but that if looking at those makes you feel a bit crap that's because it is a bit crap that's because it is toxic yeah. positivity and it is if it makes you feel rubbish it's because it's it's telling you that your your feelings aren't valid and if you just smile and cheer up, it'll get better. Though that's actually why it is really harmful. And I think there's so much of it on social media that it's easy to not, to just see it as a positive thing and not understand the actual harmful nature of it and the impact that it can have on someone and how they process their feelings. And also, I think it's really important to say being a positive person doesn't mean that you're you're toxic either. I think there is a there is like a fine there is a fine line to draw but being positive doesn't mean you're toxic as long as you're not encouraging yourself or others to be positive at the expense of like valid challenges valid negative emotions or trauma that all need processing like you can still be a positive person that is definitely don't change that about yourself
1: yeah and I think I mean we're guilty of it as well I I know that Mm. off the top of my head I can think of things we've shared on Instagram that actually could definitely fall into the category of toxic positivity and we just didn't really realize at the time and that was obviously never our intention and I guess that's part of like growing and learning more and um, progress isn't it but Mm -hmm. at the same time I think whilst we all need to be aware of us being toxically positive kind of does that make sense Yeah. yeah we also need to remember that we have a responsibility on ourselves to go no do you know what that's not right and that's not for me right now um like if someone's standing there going good vibes only good vibes only you can be like do you know what right now there are some bad vibes here that's okay and I can aim to have the positive vibes but it doesn't mean that it's the only option um mm-hmm. and I think as soon as you kind of notice toxic positivity it's so much like anything it's so much easier to identify and it means that you can kind of step out of that cycle where if you're going through something really difficult you see these things saying everything will be okay tomorrow is a brand new day everyone's got the same 24 hours you can kind of step out of that cycle and be like do you know what good for you but for me right now no um mm-hmm. and I think that's one way to kind of cope with toxic positivity especially on the internet where you can't control what you're going to see and you can't have that exchange like if you're speaking to a friend and they come at you with kind of like positive like it's going to be okay you can do it all that you can say to them no actually right now that isn't what I need whereas on the internet you can't really do that um but I think that helps you to build up those defenses so there's almost a moment of consideration before you take it on board and start comparing where you are to what a
2: Quotestagram account is saying yeah yeah and I think in terms of kind of ways of coping with it or ways of recognizing it it's important to say that toxic positivity can also be self-imposed and yeah, yeah and you may not I've definitely again I've definitely done it and you may not realize that you're that you're doing it to yourself but it can come from yourself or externally and if you find that you're you're going through something but internally you're saying no come on like pull yourself together it's it's not that bad it's going to get better don't worry just think positive you, if you if you've got this kind of inner monologue going on that is still just as just as harmful because you're still suppressing mm-hmm. those those valid negative emotions that you're feeling and i think part of that kind of overcoming it is just that being able to recognize it and realizing that if if you have that kind of internal dialogue with yourself, don't don't try and squash down and ignore those those emotions that you're feeling. It's okay to like sit with them and acknowledge that you're you're not feeling great. And whether that is just acknowledging and having time to sit with that, or whether that does mean talking to someone you trust about how you're feeling, don't force yourself to to feel that. Your only option is to be positive and that you'll get over it. Don't feel guilty for the negative emotions that you're feeling.
1: Yeah, because at the end of the day, we're all human beings and we don't just feel happy or sad. It's mm-hmm. so much more nuanced and that. There are so many more emotions than that. And like we're not robots, you're meant to feel it all, but I think we it's very easy to fall into a habit and think, God, I'm the only one being this negative or going through this. And I should just be more positive and yeah maybe at some point but dwelling on something is not the same as just feeling it mm-hmm. like there's a big difference there so don't give yourself a hard time just being human and feeling stuff
2: yeah absolutely and I think it's it's good to especially at this time of year when everything online is constantly about goal setting fitness focuses mm. what everyone wants to achieve And it it can feel overwhelming and it's easy to become part of that narrative because that's what it looks like everyone is doing. But when you actually think about the reality, like I know the reality of a lot of my friends and family is that the days are short, finances are stretched after Christmas, the weather is crap, perhaps Christmas was a difficult time for you, January is a difficult time for you, and to be surrounded by people saying, cheer up, it'll get better, think about your goal setting your financial goals your fitness goals that is it that is horrible and yeah. it kind of teaches you that negative emotions are wrong and you should be hiding them and that's not the case and if if kind of avoiding that toxic positivity means you take the time off social media or you take the time away from that kind of online narrative then then definitely do it because I do think it's very harmful especially this time of year
1: definitely I, I really agree with you, and I. I think at the end of the day so many things in life only get better through time and you have to just be patient and especially if you're an impatient person like us that can mm-hmm. be really difficult and that can be so frustrating but putting that additional pressure on yourself to suddenly feel great and kind of like still almost like that traditional British stiff upper lip sort of thing mm. um it's just there's just it's not going to help you it's not going to expedite that experience you're not suddenly going to wake up the next day and be like oh my god yeah I'm so pleased with that because now I don't feel any of this pain you're still going to feel the pain um, and that that actually is okay like you know but lean on those around you who are there to support you and just give yourself the grace to go through it like I think the worst thing we can do when we feel low or hurt or upset is then give ourselves a hard time about that because it's not going to make it any better. If anything, it's going to be worse. Like actually sometimes leaning into it and taking the time on your own and maybe your goal for the day is to literally survive it. That is totally fine. And there is far more value to leaning into that and accepting that than sitting there thinking, it's going to get better. It's all happening for a reason. Because if you aren't in a place to see it like that yet, a, that's totally fine, but B, no amount of saying it is going to make you suddenly go, "Oh, yeah, no, it's fine now." Because sometimes life is just really hard.
2: Mm-hmm. And doing that isn't going to, is not going to make things better in the long run. If anything, it's going to make yeah. it worse because those those feelings that you're that you're trying to squash down with the positivity will will come back up, whether that's in
0: mm-hmm.
2: a month, a year, five years, time, whatever it will be not processing those emotions is far more damaging than i think yeah. probably than we realize that like you don't realize it until they come back to get you
1: yes i was reading something yesterday um i'm reading a couple of books at the moment that will probably come up in the podcast in the next couple of weeks um but one of the things they were talking about is the whole like good vibes only and how it's really limiting as an idea um and they kind of said like what you resist persists Like, if you're constantly only looking for the good vibes and not making space for negativity or sadness, that's just going to keep coming back around to you. You can ignore it for as long as you like, but that's just going to come back, and each time it's going to be that bit worse because you're not dealing with it. And I Mm -hmm. thought, God, that's like, A, that's so relevant for today's topic, but I was like, God, it's so true, isn't it? If you try and bury something and ignore it, it's not going to just go away. Like... Mm -hmm that's not how it works so that's my leading thought for you guys (laughs)
2: wrap. I think that leaves it in a good place for this week. Um, as always we hope that you found this topic helpful and if you have any thoughts that you'd like to share with us please do get in touch either on Instagram or with the contact details which are down in the show notes.
1: We will be back next week with our next topic which is all about showing yourself compassion. So if you have any thoughts or questions or anything you want to share on that topic, please drop us a note either on instagram or on an email address. And we can share those anonymously, of course, at the end of the episode. We hope you have a great week and that you stay safe and that you can avoid some of the toxic positive vibes out there. And we will speak to you soon. Bye.
0: Bye. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect.